2: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member FDSE.
0: very juicy tcl is a proud sponsor of the score north studios tcl america's fastest growing tv brand One, two, three, four. it's mackie and judd with Romy. with
3: rami Sure is on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. It's Judd with Rami today. Mackie's still out. I think he's back Monday. I don't know. I haven't looked at the schedule. Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass. Lots to get to today, including Juddly. It is a Friday fun day, and it is an Ask MJR Anything Friday fun day. You can tweet your questions at SKORNorth about literally anything, anything that you have questions about. You can ask Mackie and Judd. With Rami again, tweet those at SKOR North or we'll open up the phone lines for that at about 530 at 651 646 8255. Your thoughts welcome right now at that very same phone number. Tweet us at SKOR North. Judd is uh, kind enough to bring one of his segments from Ventline, which you can hear weekdays, 11 until noon, right here on Score North to the Mackie and Judd with Rami program. He didn't do Ventline today. He had guilt about it, so he brought one of the segments <laughs> to Mackie and Judd with I don't Ronnie. feel g-
4: too guilty since I, <laughs> I had to go to the doctor's. Smoke or fire coming
3: up at 4.30. And yes, mm-hmm. the doctors didn't see anything immediately alarming. No, 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 no. no. Just a physical today. for an old man. That's why you're here. Yep. I mean, they could find stuff later. Oh, yeah. The blood work's going to come in in a couple, sure. in like a week. Oh, you, you don't know. And you have further testing. Which is why I don't get the phone. Have a whole another kind of test. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't talk about that. As Denny Green say we
4: don't discuss that?
3: Is it scheduled yet? Uh, no, I got to make the phone call. Okay, I got
4: to make the phone call. Are you putting that off schedule? No, I just got the number I'm, today. No. Are, you, are you planning no, on putting my... it off? No, all right. No, no, I, you know what? Because it's too you went ser- awfully
3: high pitched there. It's no, too, it's too
4: serious, so I can't put <laughs> I can't put that one off. I can't put that off because it's, it's actually serious.
3: Sure. Now, if it, if it weren't
4: something that you know was serious, would I put it off? Absolutely. All right. If you say so, Judd. I'm a I'm a real procrastinator at stuff that isn't a huge deal.
3: Out of the gates, wanted to ask a question. Again, phone lines open to you at 651-646-8255. They kind of came up on uh, Score North Live today when Derek Wetmore was in for the 1 o'clock hour. And By the way, you can go and listen to that show anytime you want on the totally free not Score no. North app. Do it at like 6 o'clock. I wouldn't I wouldn't I would encourage you to do that at okay. about six o'clock. That's Go good. and listen to today's Score North Live. It's me and a rotating panel of uh Score North personalities this is my co host. Judd was in for hour one today, Derek Wetmore in for hour two. And Derek was wondering whether or not maybe we're a little bit too high on the twins, a little too optimistic on the twins, with us basically acting like it's all but a foregone conclusion that they'll win the AL Central, Judd. I feel that way at least. I don't know about I know you. you. But I feel that way at least. I'm, I'm
4: getting nervous that I feel uh, that I probably share in what you're saying. And so. You're nervous that you're too optimistic. Well, I'm wondering if I am overly optimistic and have become haughty. Because yeah, a lot can go wrong. And I'm not saying that it's going to. But I si- mean, obviously, theories are the yeah, wild card in this. But, Anything can happen. But I mean, couldn't. And I'm not guaranteeing or forecasting this, but couldn't the White Sox pop up and be uh, a better team than we expected? And I think that they're going to be improved. You know, couldn't Cleveland start to get some pitching and get some confidence? And now, I know their outfield is very suspect, but I am wondering if we are going into this just a little bit too haughty and a little bit, because the conversations that we've basically been having since uh, since pitchers and catchers reported has been what? It's been, well, they're going to win the division. Now, how, how do you get past the Yankees? And I'll always go back to what uh, Patrick has talked about for years now, going into uh, spring training 2011, and Phil's talked about the same thing, where they basically, fans were coming up to Roycey in Fort Myers saying, how are we going to get past the Yankees? That's all we got to do. And Patrick's like, don't assume. And he's not wrong. So I am beginning to think that, Without being jaded about this, if we shouldn't slow our roll a little bit and sort of be examining, at least be open to the fact that winning the American League Central probably shouldn't be
3: considered an absolute slam I obviously was not here in 2011 to see that. And that team fell off the
4: table. I don't expect this team to fall off the table.
3: In the moment, at that time, Mm -hmm. did that team feel as good as as this team does? Or did it feel like that team was as good as this team is? Because this... To me, this is a bona fide good baseball team. I I know that it was really one good year when we talk about this core group of guys and under Rocco Baldelli. It's one big year, and it's quite possible that it was a pop-up year. And a lot of guys played over their heads, and those guys come back down to earth this year, and and the Twins are what the Twins were before 2019. That's entirely possible. I just don't see that. I'm, I'm sold... On on the performance that we saw last year, I understand some guys might regress. I think there's a chance that just as many guys could take a step forward and actually improve this year. I think this is, without doubt, a really, really good baseball team. Was that how you felt in 2011? That team had had a long run of success at that point. And there were
4: probably, in retrospect with that ball club, some telltale signs of certainly slowing down, which I don't see here. So I'm not trying to compare the teams as far as where they stand, but it is sports, and sports are weird, and it just seems like in this town, every time that we've assumed, you know, the Vikings are going to come back in 2010 and be great, because they went to that, they're bringing everybody back, it's going to be fantastic. Here comes Favre, okay, it's a certainty. It feels like a lot of times when we've assumed that a professional, a men's professional team in this town was going to come back and sort of complete the mission, that it comes Unglued. This Twins team should be very good. I agree on that. Just asking if we shouldn't take a step back, take a deep breath, and say, should we examine what might be issues here? You know, Byron Buxton doesn't fulfill his potential. Again, now suddenly in your outfield there's a potential glaring hole. Let's say you're right. Kenta is okay, but he's just okay. He's not great. And so your third starter now becomes an issue, if not a problem. Max Kepler still, I and I think he came back today and played against Boston, but started spring training with the same soreness and problem that uh, that slowed him down at the end of last year when they held him out before the playoffs. Just putting, I'm just putting a few things out there because so far I've just been assuming the Twins are fine, the Twins are going to win the division, and how do things go from there? It's a very long year, and without trying to be a complete buzzkill, I just... I'm trying to reel it back in a little bit.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do okay. that. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm absolutely not going to do that. I think the division might be harder to win this year, Judd, just because I I think the White Sox are a much improved baseball team. You look at what they did in free agency. They had a few guys from a very good farm system come up last year and, and perform at a, at a pretty high level. You'd expect that those guys get even better this year, and they got some guys who haven't even seen the major leagues including their top prospect, Luis Robert, who they've given a six-year contract before he ever stepped on a major league baseball field. That tells you how high their expectations are for him and there are a few more in addition to to Luis Robert, who are going to be coming up either to start the season or at some point during the season for the Chicago White Sox. They have a deep and very talented farm system that is going to be coming up here over the next few years. I just don't think that they'll be ready yet to compete. And honestly, I think the Indians take another step back. I think the Indians are less of a threat this year than they even were last year. Because that was a team that, let's be real, I know that they they made a push, they came back, they made things interesting in the division, but ultimately... The Twins kind of dominated the division, and in the end, and at the end, ran away with it. And
4: Cleveland came back for what, basically a week or or what one day? I think they, they took they a one game
3: lead. For the Twins a day? like July, yeah. yeah, and then it was tied, and then the Twins yep. never looked back after that. I know. Yep. So I, I think that the Indians are less of a threat this year after shaving thirty million dollars in payroll. Mm-hmm. I think the White Sox are more of a threat than they were last year, but no more a threat than the Indians were last year. You might not be able to stack up the wins like you did in twenty nineteen because. Tougher division, more competitive games on your schedule. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I have very little doubt that they win this division. I actually think that the Indians' front office is waiting for that team to fall flat on their face so they can justify yeah. trading Francisco the Lindor the and some other people on that roster and start a rebuild. Yeah. I think they're just waiting for that. And Terry Francona <laughs> keeps being too good of a manager. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what no, I mean? you might be right. <laughs> He's just too good of a manager for a team that's trying to do yeah. what they're doing. I'd like to play a game.
4: Okay. It's called What Concerns Me About the Twins. Okay.
3: In fact, you know what?
4: (laughs) We need music. Fire up some music for me. Oh, boy. Fire up some game show or football music or heck, baseball music. All right. Here's what concerns me. Here's what keeps me up nights if I didn't sleep well, which I do. First base, Miguel Sano. The adjustment there. All right. I'm very curious to see that this one because I think Miguel Sano he looks like he's in great shape and he looks like he's taking his craft seriously now, which it's taken a long time. But good for him. And I think at the plate he's going to be good. But the transition at first base is very, very important because um Polanco remains a liability, right, in throwing the ball from shortstop at times. Mm-hmm. I think he's a nice player. But that being said, I do think that before he got hurt, CJ Crone did a really good job of saving Polanco's um, uh, bunch of throws last year, and before that, Mauer did the same thing. That concerns me. That's a that's a concern, but not a big one. But here's one that keeps me up at night: Byron Buxton in center field. There is no guarantee that he's going to stay healthy, that he's going to be consistent, and the most important thing is: can you get him to stop crashing in defenses? And my response by this point is, I don't know that you can. They've tried so many times. They've tried positioning him differently. They played him uh, farther back, so the collisions with the fence was not as violent. But then he, of course, got a whiplash concussion by coming in and trying to make a play in Cleveland. That one really worries me because what's the fallback? All right? Mm -hmm. That's number two. Number three is Kepler. I'm really bothered by, by the fact that he's bothered by the same problem that he had last year, which seems like a nuisance problem. But why is it still bad? He had an entire winter to rest it, and he comes back, and they're being cautious, I get that, and it might just be being smart. This one doesn't keep me up nights, but I'm not going to dismiss it completely. My fourth one is Polanco himself. Is Polanco going to come back and play as well as he did in being the Twins All-Star or an All-Star player last year? I don't know about that one. So again, if he scuffles and struggles, is there a shortstop in place who can play behind him? So I'm a little bit concerned about your full-time center field position. Polanco, I'm not losing sleep about this one, but I'm also not dismissing it. And then I'm going to give you my last one, and it's something that you've talked about a ton, and I don't disagree necessarily. I feel better about Kenta being the third starter than I did for sure about Homer Bailey, but am, am I going to say when I'm thinking about things that I absolutely think that that spot in the rotation is solved? And if Barrios doesn't pitch as well as you hope, that becomes more important. Are you going to go out and make a trade? So these are just those are just five things that I think are at least worth discussing.
3: I don't know that I can even add anything to that. <laughs> like you painted such a picture of gloom and doom. I don't know that you left anything for Eddie me Rosario. to pick from. You could pick him. What too. about him? Eddie Rosario falling flat on his face Eddie and having Rosario a terrible season?
4: Inconsistent. I, there could be concern there.
3: I'm just telling you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to throw out. I've been I've been
4: so dismissive of the fact that oh the Twins are going to be good. The Twins are and I they should be good, but I've been so dismissive that I'm disappointed in myself. Actually,
3: I was looking at their uh, Puckota projections and talked about this a little bit with Derek Wetmore yesterday, on uh, or a couple days ago on Score North Live weekdays, noon to two. Go and listen to it at Score North Live or the Score North mobile app. And looking at their Puckota projections, there's like I said earlier, based on those projections. There's about the same number of guys. There's a handful of guys who they predict, project, will take steps back, varying degrees of steps back and regression. And there's another handful of guys who they think will progress and improve and take a step forward. So I think that whatever, unless unless injuries really mar this team in their season, I just think that whatever drop-off there is from an Eddie Rosario or a Jorge Polanco or... Any of the other gloom and doom scenarios that you just painted right there, Judd, mm-hmm. regardless of what drop-off there is mm-hmm. anywhere on this roster, I think that you'll see improvement on other spots on this roster to make up for that and pick up that slack. And while, yes, I wasn't thrilled well, with the acquisition of Kenta Maeda because I preferred to go out and get an impact pitcher and use the bargaining chip of Bruce Dark Gratterall as part of a package to get an impact pitcher, whether it was last July or this past offseason, or coming up in in the in, in this coming July, I would rather have gone and gotten that guy. That that was my argument against Kentomaida Maeda. And I don't think that he necessarily puts you over the top in terms of getting past the Yankees or another formidable contender in the American League. But as far as the regular season goes, I already thought they were going to win the division before they signed Kentomaida Maeda. That was already almost a foregone conclusion in my mind. And he made their pitching better. And quite honestly, if you look at... Twins pitching as hard as I've been on them for not going out and getting the stud impact pitcher in the offseason that I wanted them to get. If we look at Twins opening day 2020 and Twins opening day 2019, they're much improved pitching. It's a much improved pitching staff. Starters, relievers, top to bottom, this is a better pitching staff than what they started last season with. And what they ended last season with for that matter. That is
4: a certainty. You're right. right.
3: So yep no and
4: I'm just I'm throwing out things that that I might uh, possibly be dismissing too quickly. I do think of all of those things. To me, the thing that swings things uh, either way, at least to a large degree, is Buxton. Absolutely, because that's just such a key one, and he is just so important. And as we talked about, I think it was at the Golf Show last week, his presence on the field makes. Such a big difference defensively on the bases, but yeah, I was just curious if I was possibly taking things for granted too much. Which, as I said before, in this town, no, I think we're. That's safe. been a bad idea. <clears throat> Has been a safe. very bad
3: idea because the 2010 Vikings, I was sure we going to be great. I think you can let go of the horrors of the past with this particular Twins team, Judd. Famous last words. I was going to say. I, ho- I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. We shall see. By the way, speaking of Wetmore. Yeah. I asked him after we had our discussion in the noon hour of Score North Live today in the one o'clock hour, because you know, he's tied in with the with the twins. Mm-hmm. He knows people there. He's gonna ask around and see if he can get me uh a, a day on the twins groundskeeping crew. So are you dismissing, make this are you dismissing the Saints for sure? Because no, 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 I feel no, like we should no. be I feel like we should
4: be planting seeds with both of, of these teams. I mean, to why create not? the Because it's it's good video. You'd enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Why not, take so a, why not take a swing with the Twins, and if they say no, That's right, then we move on Is to the Saints. Is that
2: purely just baseball?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just, just baseball. Just I've fun just fun. always... I, I love going to the baseball park early. But he dismissed the Saints Ta- immediately. Taking I'm I didn't dismiss. I'm sco- yes, you did. I didn't dismiss. I didn't, didn't dismiss, like, I, I week,
2: he was publicly wanting the new bobblehead that they're going to do. I and didn't dismiss. The Saints for you guys are misrepresenting
3: air. me. I thought of that. I'm being misrepresented. Completely I'm being them. misrepresented. Again. again, again, I'm being misrepresented. Sean Aerns, I'm on and your Joe side. Rami. Yep, same. Zolga here, I'm on your side. I Look, man, all those guys who play for the Saints, they're trying to get to the bigs. If the Twins called them before the Saints did, mm. they'd go play for the Twins. They would oh, yeah. go play. I'm just trying. I want to play in the bigs, man. I want to play in the big leagues. A day on the grounds crew. No offense to the Saints.
4: Yeah. You will be. I mean, it, it would be fun. You will you will be, my guess is, tuckered
3: out oh, in for a sure. big way. And I'm here but to work, be man. I'm not afraid of hard work, and I'm not going to take this lightly. This is no joke. If the Twins will let me be a part of the All grounds crew right. for one day, I will take it as serious as I take anything else. And Derek's gonna. I will take it more seriously than I take anything else because I don't take much seriously. I will take that more seriously. I was gonna say you gotta take give us anything else. Exactly. No, you're right. And Derek's going to. Uh, he said he's going to talk to some grease people. Increase the skits to make this yeah. happen. Okay. Why all right. not? Why not shoot my shot with the twins before I shoot my shot with the Saints? I felt like during Score North Live you were a little bit dismissive no, of the Saints. No, not that's dismissive how I felt about at it. all, Jonathan. That's how I felt. Not even a little bit.
2: It's like he has the option between his girlfriend and Scarlett Johansson, and he's just like, "No, nah, I'm not going to." I'm not in a relationship with, with the Saints.
3: That's again a misrepresentation. They're not my girlfriend. I got to choose Scarlett Johansson. They're first not my girlfriend. my girlfriend. They're not my girlfriend
2: at all. That's what it feels like. It
3: feels if like I, you're
2: just completely dismissing the Saints, not at not all, not giving them a shot,
3: not at all. No, man, no. I just want to play in the big leagues. Look, if you're if you're a high schooler.
2: Shouldn't you work your way up
3: first, though? That's
2: what I no. said. No, you Shouldn't shoot you... your
3: shot, man. Remember you know when I, I said that this afternoon? Why not do, do both of them? Because once we do it once, we've done it as far as the content side of things. The second yeah, but the video second is just time
2: at the twins would just be like your holy grail that you get to do it at the big league. Uh, again, we don't need to. Sh- we don't need to shoot that. Big it's a
4: really compelling case that you're making, Jonathan. I don't Anderson. think it is, I don't think it is. <laughs> think it is. <laughs> and on if
2: Tuesday,
4: I hope you're called out if, if you're, when you're thinking doing, about you
3: know... which girl to ask yeah. to prom, and you're choosing between the prom queen, yeah, and. Another girl who might have a great personality, by you the way. You shoot your shot with the prom queen first, don't you? No, you should be intimidated by her. <laughs> no, no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I yeah. was, I, did not, work your way I didn't do that. I was, I don't know how to talk to women or people for that matter, but I'm just saying, like, I got turned down for prom. I so wish I, I, I wish I did have that, that bone in my body. Okay, that's a bad way of putting it. I wish I had... Did you really? I, did you w- do it on purpose? Wow. No. I, that w- feels like that was really on purpose. Yeah, it really does. I wish I had that trait when I was younger, to be able to shoot my shot with anyone and everyone, including... <laughs> the double entendres knowledge now. <laughs> just, I know. At, I, and, and it's 420. Come on, man. This is
4: like the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Since when did Score North go softcore porn? <laughs>
3: I'm just saying. I don't, I'm not I'm not trying to be insulting to the Saints at all. We have a very sure good relationship like with the are, Saints. They're are. very good to us. They're going to send us one of those bobbleheads. Not anymore. Send each of us one of those bobbleheads. Definitely not you. I just want to play in the bigs, man. Just like those guys who play for the Saints. They just want to play for the bigs. I think
4: you should do the Saints first to find out exactly how far away you are from the bigs. Because it never, Because nobody gets... I'm ready for the big show. You ain't Bryce Harper. And how many guys... I'm ready, man. Even Bryce you. Harper... Had to go play minor league baseball, right? When's the last time you took care of a lawn?
3: About a little over a year ago. So I would, owned a, I why owned would a house the twins in Milwaukee.
2: Welcome you in. It's, you got to go to the I Saints know. first.
3: What do you mean? He's right.
2: The Saints aren't the Twins aren't just going to call you
3: cold off the street and say, "Hey, Look, I'm not come asking. Help us out. I'm not asking to be the guy who mows the pattern in the outfield just grass." Just By hand the way, me a hose. Let me spray down how, the dirt. Whatever. How's that done? What do you mean? The pattern. The pattern. I have no idea. I want to know. How's the pattern done? I I've always I wanted to
4: do know my yard. I can find out. I know, out. me too. Like I've got a small yeah, you yard. Try and find out from the same person. If, I, first. if, I, if, I, if I somebody
3: see. has to know out, right? How's the pattern? The outfield well, pattern. I know, like, and I used to not like intricate patterns, but when I mowed my lawn and my parents' lawn, if you know, it's, I would, I would mow in opposite directions, or yeah. I would do like a, I would do like a concentric circle I do around, around the like lawn.
2: The Eighteen trees on my lawn.
3: Yeah, and but I don't know how they do like Down the intricate 19, designs time, right? or put a team logo in the grass. That's mind-boggling to me. I don't know how they do that. I want to do the team logo in my backyard. there have got to be like some kind of attachments to the lawnmower that's that's doing that. I There's just love the be. I just love the crosscut. The yeah, dark, the dark green, the light, like the green. checkerboard. Yes, the that's checkerboard all, that's pattern looks amazing. That's all I want. No logos, just a crosscut, well, guys. I can find all this out if I can be a part of the grounds crew for the Minnesota Twins, or if that doesn't work out with the Saints. I, I think we start you with the Saints. get under, the
4: way you guys think. And then you go to the big leagues. Nobody this, goes this right goes to the big back, leagues.
2: This goes back to the Mookie Betts thing. You know thing. what, Judd? I think we're doing this wrong. He's got to start off with a local high school first, then go to the Saints, then go to the Twins.
3: I won't do it for a high school. I absolutely refuse to do it for a high school.
2: What about the Gophers?
3: Maybe. No grounds crew there. It's all AstroTurf. Oh, turf. that's right. It's all. Oh, that's, yeah. So that's out. This goes back to the whole Mookie Betts thing. Mm-hmm. I think big. I think big. Right, but that's why we're here to help Some you. Some people think small.
4: I think big. But your thinking is flawed, it's not. and people like Jonathan and myself then help you out. Realists. What if the Twins say yes? Then I want you to have the Saints experience first so that you won't no. fall on your face. No, I yeah. won't fall on my face. Because you're representing the brand. We don't
2: want you I'm to hard worker. completely.
3: I'm a hard worker. I am truly sports dad. I'm, like, a strong. I'm always looking out for yeah. everybody. I'm a hard worker. I'm Give strong. One. I throw big weights. I once held the Illinois State record for squatting and comp- competitive yeah, okay, weightlifting. Yeah, can
2: your legs hold up to all the? Yeah, man. The I'm ready. You're I'm telling to you. Do to do I'm work. ready.
3: Right, you're ready I'm for, ready the, for Saints. the show, and then, dude. And
4: then we'll find out because what if you wash out horribly? No pun intended. With the Saints, then we can get you out before you go to
3: the Twins, so we don't embarrass ourselves. Yeah. No, I'm ready Especially for the show. I'm telling you, there will be no want embarrassment you to
2: embarrass or North.
3: I'm going to show up, and I'm going to show up. In every way that you can possibly
4: show up. All right, if you are, if you do that, then I I want the day that you're on the grounds crew. I want to be the bat boy for the team. <laughs> can I be the bullpen catcher?
3: Bullpen catcher no, would be a great die. job. Man. It'd be a great job, but you might die. Yeah, you, I don't know. That's if, fine. I don't think you're ready for that. You think I'm? You think I'm getting in over my head yeah. by joining the grounds crew for a major league baseball team? You want to go be a bullpen catcher? No, because I would start off with the Saints. I'd be okay even for still. Another. Those guys care. are throwing hard. I don't care. They might not have the stuff in terms of spin rate or movement that a guy in the majors has, but they still the the, the velocity is there. It moves too. No, you die. I have a better chance. No, we I'll, don't want you to. No, I'll put on
4: enough pads. I have we a, don't have
3: enough people here as it is. We don't <laughs> want you dead. You have to produce the show. I have a hundred times to another show. I have a hundred times better chance. <laughs> It'd be two more of performing yeah. with the Twins grounds crew than Declan would performing. As the Saints bullpen catcher. Jonathan. Jonathan. What did I say? Declan? Declan. I got my producers mixed up. He's a producer of Score North Live weekdays, noon to two. <sighs> Good
2: thing Cram Sessions
4: My bad, just dude. Just
3: dismissed you as a, just another producer. I, I don't that take that as invite an oh, Wait, hold it's on a, a second. Brain is broken. Hold, yes. I would, I, would right right here. I would fare much better. I would fare much better. I want to do it.
4: I think we need to pick jobs at which we would have a fighting chance. Now, you as the bullpen catcher for the Saints, I still think that it would be problematic, but I think it might work. If you like warmed up w- one or two pitchers, yeah, twins no way. Twins fine. One they wouldn't let you. Two like I said, I'd be okay with you'd the be in trouble. I'd
2: be perfectly happy with that.
4: But if the day if you do the sa if you do the Saints for a game grounds crew wise, you want to be the bad boy I will be for the bad day? boy. I will be the bad boy, and I don't There's care if it's for the Milwaukee Milkmen or the Saints.
2: I'll do either one. We just spend a day being put to work by the by the Saints.
3: See now that might be. Because the Twins aren't going to let us do that. Nope. No. That might be worth it. If, if me being part of their grounds crew is part of a Score North day at CHS Field... I like this idea. ...where we all take on different jobs, grounds crew, bat boy, I don't know what else it could Derek be, could bullpen take tickets. catcher, ticket taker... T- ticket taker for Derek...
4: Why does he get tickets? Because it's the most he could handle. <laughs> oh Look at God. Wetmore. What do you think Wetmore is going to handle? <laughs> what the, beer, De- what is- the beer? Hauling the beer? Now, Phil could sell beer. What is Declan going to do? Something else that does not require much strength. <laughs> what could Declan do? Declan, Declan could sell beer as far as a concessionaire goes or something like that. Phil could, could actually be like a hot dog guy, carrying the hot dogs around, selling those. I'm trying to think of what else exists. Do they have a bullpen cart. Yeah, they do. Actually, they do. The Saints have a bullpen Jonathan. There we go. There Jonathan we go. can
3: drive the bullpen cart. Nice work, I'm in. I mean, a couple of us could do the grounds crew. If anybody else has my dream, are you guys I have my own yard? To take are you guys care. as fascinated by that as I am? I love getting to the park early. A for batting practice, but B, yep, it's just so soothing to watch the grounds crew do what they do. It's like a meditative exercise. The way that they rake the dirt in a certain direction, hose it down, get it to just the right dampness. Obviously, the patterns in the grass. Like I love just watching the grounds crew do their thing, and I always wanted to be a part of that. I don't blame you. Anybody else? Am I the only one? I find it intriguing, but what scares me is it looks,
4: and I've seen behind-the-scenes stuff on this, incredibly difficult. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of heavy lifting. They work their butts off. The Bat Boy job would be hard. But I've just always yeah, wanted to run. be a bat boy. You can't just walk up and No, grab you got to sprint up. But, yeah, you run. but it's a short sprint. Are you in are you in shape for this? I could get in shape and worst case I drop dead and that's a heck of a story. <laughs> <laughs> 50-year-old bat boy dies during independent league baseball game was Would you be okay? was minor media personality in Twin
2: Cities. Would you be okay being a 50-year-old man being called a bat boy?
3: Yes. Okay. You know me. Cuz you can't be Batman. That's Why already not? that's already taken. Totally oh, no, that's you know, taken. the
4: Saints actually would that that would be something the Saints would do would be to employ uh men as bat boys and, and put them, them in Batman outfits. <laughs> you know, the Saints, if Sean Aronson just heard that, genius. he's calling Mike Vec right now.
3: <laughs> if it's part of a bigger thing, if it's part of the bigger I picture. Sort of, I sort of like this. I'm idea. a team player. I like this idea. And we can approach the Saints. If I'm the only one doing this, I want to shoot my shot with the we'll Twins have Ross first. Get on it, then. I want to shoot my shot with the Twins first. And if they say no, I go and join the grounds crew of the Saints first. Score a day. score north CHS day you
4: know or night happen? at the field is a... it's a, it's a home it, run idea.
3: In all seriousness. Fun very much intended. One of the best ideas I've heard. It's you know gonna happen
2: here. Is that Rami's been so dismissive of the Saints that score North night is going to happen? I have
3: not been dismissive, man. and they're
2: not going to let Rami come. I have not been dismissive. They're going to say no, Rami, you can't. It'll you be can't like join a Curved. Us.
4: Yes, it'll be like
2: a. You'll <laughs> be Larry get David. To, we all going to do the dream jobs, and Rami's just left out there. Oh, why don't I get to join again?
3: I don't see why the Saints would be feel at all slighted by what I'm saying here. Every one of those guys on the on the field at mm-hmm. their games is doing it because they have dreams of playing in the bigs. And if any one of those guys got the call, they would go and skip the Saints and all the other, the rest of the independent league. If I get the call to play in the show, I'm going to the show, man. That's
4: just self preservation. No, but you can do, but what we're saying is ideally, ideally, you do both, and your first participation is score north night at CHS Field, and then you break
3: off after your great success on the Saints grounds crew. And have a day with twins. By the way, a few people are telling me that uh, they attach some kind of roller to the mower that rolls the grass after the blade has passed and bends it in a certain direction. So when the light hits it, that's what I need. Looks darker. A
4: roller for my yard. How much do those cost? I don't know. Can't you see someone driving by? You got a big <laughs> roller. Who the what the Hey Martha, what's there was that? A guy,
3: there was a guy in my parents' neighborhood whose lawn, like, was as immaculate as any baseball park you've ever seen. Yeah, it had lines, that's my two neighbors, and then you got me in the middle. It had lines in it, the whole oh, thing. It was Chad, beautiful.
4: Chad. Thank you, Chad. Derek and Declan could be the ball boys down the first and third lines. There we lines. go. We
3: forgot about ball boys. Yeah.
4: So I'll be the will I'll I'll be a bat boy and they'll be the ball boys this is perfect and and then he, no, he says Phil sell be beer. well batman i'm not wearing a batman costume it's too tight <laughs> i'm not wearing anything that's what tight what if
3: it was the old adam west batman costume and they played the sound effects for you oh that every time you run out to well, grab then, a bat now, nice. really? now rami's going to want now going to want that oh, job like this hold on can you can you pop me up jonathan every time every time jud runs to the plate that would be amazing
4: that would be pretty funny.
3: That would be amazing. In. In. We need to talk to the Saints. We need to write down all these ideas and talk to the St. Saint Paul Saints about Scored North Saints, C H S Field.
4: You know what, boys? Hmm. Who needs Mackie? We, <laughs> we just came up with one of the most genius marketing ideas for a summer venture between ours. St- without anybody. We don't need Brendel. We don't need Mackey. We're geniuses.
2: Well, we need them to coordinate
4: it. Well, yeah, they could do that, but we're the idea
3: guys. Yeah, I don't want to do leg work No, <laughs> I don't want to do legwork here, guys. We shouldn't <laughs> have to do more. We got to get to a break. It is an Ask MJR Anything Friday Fun Day here on Score North. Tweet us your questions about anything at S K O R North at Ramius, tweeting at Jay Zolgad. Anything doesn't have to be sports related. It can be. But you can ask us any question about anything, and we will answer as many of those as we can in the 5 o'clock hour. Right after this, Judd kind enough to bring smoke or fire from the vent line to Mackie and Great Judd GF with song, by the way. on 1500scorenorth.com or the Scorenorth mobile app.
0: Hey, guys. It's Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. I want to talk to all you business owners out there. I've been a business owner myself I know what goes into it. You love the ups and you love the elations, but you're also grinding on a daily basis, solving problems, taking care of employees, and sometimes even being around your employees more than your own family. So it helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a said business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You get a face-to-face relationship, and you get over a century of experience in Federated, helping businesses become as successful as they can be. It's a Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna, and their website is a very powerful tool for all of you business owners. Federatedinsurance.com to find out about the industries that Federated protects, and Federatedinsurance.com to find your Federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Dale Tondrick is here to help make sure you have a plan and that you are on the right track financially for retirement. There's all kinds of things to think about. Whether you're 30 years old, 50, 60, doesn't really matter. Well, for one, are you going to have enough money later in life? Are you saving enough money so that you can retire and live comfortably as the life expectancy uh, continues to grow? Ideally, you'd like to live until you're 80, 90, 100. I don't know, but you want to make sure you're not running out of money later in life. Maybe you're actually able to retire earlier than you think, that's another common mistake people make if they're not fully tuned in with their retirement savings plan. If you make the right decisions now, you might be able to retire a year or two or five, who knows, earlier than you think. And also various tax-related things that could save or cost you a lot of money, depending on which path you choose. With Dale Tondrick, you'll meet face-to-face with somebody who spends his life thinking about this stuff. Dale's life's work is literally helping people save and stockpile money for retirement. He is a trusted source of of information to help you on your path. 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671 or myinvestingcoach.com.
2: Jonathan here with the Score North download. There's never an off season for Purple Daily. Weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. right here on Score North, scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app. Purple Daily is the only five-day-a-week show dedicated to the Vikings all year long hosted by Matthew Collar. Listen throughout the week as Collar is joined by former Vikings Sage Rosenfels and Alex Boone, along with ESPN's Courtney Cronin, sticking with the football here on this download. Boys, you like reckless speculation? Do we like it? Yes. It's what we do. Here, I'll give us the sounder for this one. Thank you.
5: Reckless speculation.
2: This wasn't an actual reckless speculation segment that they stole from us on Get Up this morning, but they were talking about the Tom Brady situation where he's going to end up and... How serious it is. Here's what they said this morning.
1: There is a number of teams in this field right now who are ready to court Tom Brady. And he's never had that. Like, he's he's never experienced this where he truly, you know, I'm sure the fans of New England and and Bill Palachuk and Kraft have, like, made him feel appreciated, probably the fans the most. Yeah. But he's never been sought after like this. He's never been courted like this where teams will just... This is recruiting all over again for the number one recruit in the nation. And every team going, come to us, and this is what we can offer. Well, I, still, I still think we're sorely mistaken, though, if we think that he's just doing this for the no, attention. At this is attention. very, very real. Oh,
2: I love it. Quarterback carousel, free agency. Inject it right into my veins. That's been your score on our download. Now back to Mac
4: and Joe with Rami. Thank you, sir. TCL Broadcast Studios. And um, I bring a game, gentlemen, to the show that I played on Ventline last week with our so friend Chip Scoggins. You. Well, you know, I, I'm a sharer. It's true. You're a giver. I, I, I like to share. You're a giver, Judd. I like to take things that soothe my soul and make me happy, and I like to spread them throughout the broadcasting day here on Score North, Rami Maklov. And so I bring... In fact, we could even start with what Jonathan threw out if you are so inclined, Rami. I bring to you the game that I like to call Smoke or Fire. Love it. Ready to go. And now... It is sort of reckless speculation, so let's let's play that
5: reckless speculation.
4: And as I see fit, since it's my idea to produce the segment, let's play a little bit of football uh, panache m- music below this, and let's begin with smoke or fire, Rami. I'm going to give you a situation, all right, and you tell me is it. Is it smoke? Is it smoldering? Did we burn something on the stove and it's no big deal because ultimately it'll just sort of burn itself out? Small, small little thing. Or are we talking about a raging three-alarm fire, okay? Ready to go. Let's start with this one since we are playing NFL Films music. The Dalvin Cook contract situation, which a lot of us have talked about, but we don't know what direction it's going to be going. And at the Combine this week, Rick Spielman, the Vikings GM, Talked about, and he's not wrong, the fact that the Vikings do often, after the draft, address these type of contractual situations with their young players whom they've drafted. Smoke or fire Dalvin
3: Cook contract. I think it's got to be fire, right? I think any running (laughs) back... This is up to you. Any running back... Do we have sound effects like a fire burning? Any running back... (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) I was kidding. Come on, Harrison. I was kidding. (laughs) Come on, Harrison. You're supposed to know this. (laughs) Jonathan's eyes got so big when I said that. Get some sirens. Like he was supposed to have it ready. I was joking. Calm down. I think (laughs) there's got to be fire with this. Any running back who's a top-tier running back and has a year left on their contract... It's it's a situation. It's absolutely a situation because NFL teams are so hesitant to pay running backs in this day and age. And you look at the Vikings situation specifically, and Gary Kubiak, you look at his time with the Broncos. They traded Clinton Portis when he was at the top of his game, dude. And no, I know this from playing fantasy football. They just had a rotating cast of guys putting up huge numbers. Out of of the running back position, catching it, running it, doing everything. His his blocking scheme, his system just caters to running backs and the running game. I think that the Vikings are probably thinking, yeah, we can probably play this out. If he wants to sit out, hold out of camp, he can if he wants to, but we got Dalvin Cook for one more year, and that's probably about it, unless he wants to agree to a sensible contract. All right, right now, right now it's smoldering. Right now it's smoke. But
4: we've all seen those films, the cautionary tales, where, where somebody accidentally leaves the stove on, right? Mm-hmm. And they leave home. And the last thing they show you is sort of just some smoke beginning to billow from the stove. And they leave, and then the next thing, they come home, and there's three fire trucks in front of their house, and it's a raging fire. The Vikings have the ability right now, if they want, to, to keep this as smoke. Because if you go to Dalvin Cook in April or so and say, Dalvin, we love you. You you are worth um, three more years or four years. We're going to tear up your current contract. Well, then, bam, fire extinguisher taken to the smoke. The smoldering is done. I think you're right, though. I think it becomes a fire. And the question becomes, do, do the Vikings put this out right before training camp? Because if the Vikings truly aren't going to address this um, until after the draft, and let's say they don't address it until June or so, he's going to miss the majority, because I don't think he's he's going to show up without a new contract, nor should he. He's not going to show up for OTAs. Um, the, the mandatory minicamp is usually in mid-June. It might get done by then, but it might not. Ultimately, I think you're right. I think it becomes a fire. And I don't know, I keep going back to this, I don't know how given the vikings salary cap situation right now and knowing what we know about running backs how you give dalvin cook the type of contract he wants so so they could keep this from becoming a fire but i don't think they're going to i think that you get to the start of the year and that this gets to be um even if it gets solved it gets to be intriguing
3: so oh it is definitely it intriguing it gets to be very intriguing
0: For and certain. and i
4: and i think i think you have at some point by late june or so or early july I do think you have flames leaping out of the windows. It's fire. <laughs> flames leaping out of the windows. Well, you know, windows. when the flames right. are coming out of the windows and then you're afraid the fire department has to stop it from jumping from from uh, construction to construction. Smoke or fire? Second one, Rami Malkov. All right, ready to go. Vikings cornerback situation. Xavier Rhodes has not been cut yet. Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander are pending free agents, but obviously... I don't think the uh, free agency period. I believe the day it starts is March sixteenth. As of
3: right now, Vikings cornerback situation though. Are we looking at smoke or fire? This is a raging fire. This is a forest fire. This isn't even a house fire. Oh, this is S- Smokey the Bear is in trouble. Yeah, Smokey the Bear is he out. Weeps? It, it, this is a raging, raging forest fire. Wow. Yeah, you have you have fire departments from like five, six counties coming from all around to try and. F- it was a it was a fire during the season. It was there was a there was, it was legitimately a. d didn't you read me something the other day that yeah, you're right. Xavier Rhodes was literally the worst cornerback yes. in the NFL. He somehow he is, made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But he was literally the worst cornerback in the entire NFL. How did he make the Pro Bowl? And now by the way? he and now he's probably getting cut. Trey Wayne's is a free agent, Mackenzie Alexander is a free agent. You're down to Holton Hill and Mike Hughes, who have done nothing in this league. And you look at Collar's article the other day talking about the success rate of rookies in the NFL. Cornerbacks are second to offensive linemen in terms of the worst, in terms of having impact your rookie year in the NFL. And they don't have money to get a free agent. I don't know how they get better at the cornerback position this year, Judd. It seems seems impossible to me. So that is a raging forest fire right now. Wildlife is in danger.
4: All right. I'm going to call it a fire, but The Red Cross has been called it. Yeah. Do we have do we have uh, <laughs> Helicopters dousing yes. this with water yes. on the cornerbacks. Yeah. All right. It's a fire, but I am going to I'm going to attempt to temper things a little bit by saying this. I think this largely not having this become a billowing forest fire, to your analogy, is based on one thing or one player, I should say, because I think Rhodes. I don't see how he comes back, and he was it was awful. It's not like you bring him back on a cheaper contract and be, and say, well, I'm just glad he's back. He was terrible. Trey Waynes, I think, gets paid. So I think he, he's gone. Mackenzie Alexander, who's been playing your inside nickel, he could move outside, but my guess is he gets paid. The, the one player that could take this from being a raging fire and at least make it a controllable, we can douse it fire is Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes is a first round pick. He's played two years now, each of which, at one point, including late in 2019, Rami, he got hurt. Mike Hughes, though, to me, his 2020 season and what the Vikings need from him is not a feel-good. Man, he stayed healthy, and boy, it's sure nice he played well. Mike Hughes needs to be as certain to, both health-wise and performance-wise, a sure thing as you could possibly get. Because if he is, if he steps in and can stay healthy and plays like a first-round cornerback should in year three, not year one, not year two, year three, Mike Hughes gives you a very good chance to at least stabilize the cornerback position. So the way to keep this from being a raging fire and to keep it controllable is Mike Hughes. If Holton Hill comes in and plays well, or Chris Boyd, that's a good story. And look, the Vikings could use that, but Mike Hughes is the one guy to me, when you spend a first-round pick on him. This is no longer the option of I sure hope he plays well. It's
3: he better damn well play well. That's my th- that's, gotta, that's my second. And one. that's got to be at least in some part what they were thinking when they drafted him, right? They had to yeah, see that the end was round. near yes. for Xavier Rhodes and Trey which, Wayne's contract situation. Was which is why to our it's head. not a nice story. If he plays well, it's an absolute necessity. Well, he could be Mike Hughes could be the helicopter dousing the flames, but as of now this thing is a blazing blazing fire. I can't disagree with you on that one.
4: Carl Anthony Towns' lack of development, which I don't think, as far as it's gone in 2019 and 20, any of us truly saw coming
3: this much, smoke or fire? Hmm. This one's a little bit tougher. I don't think that there should be fire. But hearing you and others talk about this thing, and others who know far more about the situation than I do, it sounds like there is fire here. I think there should be smoke at best. Don't forget, I panic though. That's true. Like I, I, I'll say that about myself. I
4: do. I tend to err on the on the fire side almost all
3: the time. So, your inclination might not be wrong. I'm going to say, I'm going to say smoke here. Fire would indicate that it's almost a done deal. That the I'm going to say smoke. I don't think that they've made their decision to fire Rick Pitino yet. I'm going to say smoke here. No, I said cat. Oh, Cat. We're talking about Cat. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was looking at my rundown and I saw Patino. Sorry, I skipped over Patino. No, that's a fire. That's an absolute fire. Are you going with fire, that that's one? That's fire. Here's my For po- me,
4: personally. Here's my problem with with that, that one on Cat. When it comes to Cat, I feel like if he was playing and obviously hadn't got hurt and was being held out because of that right now, I feel like it would be the chance at the fire extinguisher, don't you? Like There there might be something that we could see with him and D'Angelo Russell where they got to play together. And yeah, it's not like we would expect the Wolves to win a ton of games, but we would see something. But what concerns me now is he's
3: not playing, he can't play, and I get that. But there's no development now. I saw somebody the other day talking about Jason Tatum and the big leap that he's making this year. And I think they quoted Danny Ainge saying, by year three, you know what a guy is. He might not have fully reached his ceiling or his potential, but he's shown you what he is. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sold on him by that point, by year three, cut bait. He's not the guy you were hoping he would be. What year are we in with Carl Anthony Towns? Oh, Pat, what, year four? you You're five? you You're Five, four? I think. Yeah. Cut bait. Oh, so you're just out? I'm out on him. I've said, I don't but think... But what about Russell? What you, about his buddy being here? You won't win a championship with Carl Anthony Towns being the best player on your team. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You're not winning a championship with Carl Anthony Towns being the leader of this team, the tone setter of this team. Yep. If you can get somebody to be a better player or at least somebody who comes in here and is the alpha, is the voice in that locker room that they need and sets the tone, then I think Carl Anthony Towns can be a part of the plan and you can talk about championships. Hmm. But I don't think you I don't think you can win a championship with him being the best player and the loudest voice, or supposed to be the loudest voice, and the leader but what of the about him room?
4: and his buddy D'Angelo being together That's here. Great, and seeing they're happy to friends. It's cool, working
3: with your friends, I enjoy it. But you don't see this. That doesn't necessarily mean it'll work. And I don't think Carl Anthony Towns will ever be that dude. All right, so you are declaring a fire. It's there. a fire. I'm going
4: to say. I'm going to say. I'm very concerned, and the fact that Cat has not developed more as we thought he would is. A real problem, but I'm going to say it's still smoke because I need to see more and I need to see these two guys play together. Alright, All right. sorry about it. I skipped it before, but we're... Richard Pitino, you I see that one of smoke?
3: smoke? I think it's smoke. I think that's a f-
4: big fire. Really? I, think the last, I think these last three home defeats are a huge deal. They've been embarrassing. You had Maryland down by 17 late in the first half a couple nights ago. You melted down again. Uh, there's no depth here. There's no bench here. There's certainly a program that should be better th- than this and I look if Mark Coyle had swung and missed on PJ Fleck I might be like well I'll just stick with the status quo this whole thing's a mess but it's really not now I think this one's a fire now I am not going and and if Patino had a major buyout if his buyout was 7 mil or something like that let's say oh it's smoke cuz he's not going he, he's not going to be fired 2 million dollars can be bought out pretty easily in this day and age of college basketball especially uh in the Big 10 where you're making TV money from every which way I think it's a fire alright last one Harden and your guy Giannis did you hear this
3: or see this I actually what James went, Harden said about Giannis I went and read up on it after I saw the note about it this was you. James Harden talking okay. to Rachel Nichols about Giannis and his game when it's all said
2: and done um, you know they'll appreciate it more you know but I wish I could just run run and with seven feet and run and just dump like that takes no skill at all <laughs> I got to actually learn how to play basketball, how to have skill, you know? i take that any day.
3: Smoke or fire? To, in other words, and I crowbarred this in here because I wanted to talk about this before the show was up. huh. When I say smoke or fire, is there any legitimacy, any validity to what James Harden is saying that it takes no talent to do what Giannis does? Because it no. seems pretty asinine and no. petty to me and hilarious. Of course not. Of course it takes
4: talent. I mean, yes, he's tall, but he's a freak. He is the Greek freak. He's got handles. I saw, I saw this man. He's got great feet. I went and watched him when the Bucks played here, and Rami, he, took, he hit the free throw line and launched himself, and I think he took one more step, if that, and dunked the ball. So to say that's no talent? There's a lot of people, well... There's not a lot. There are a few people in this world, I'm sure, who are seven feet and couldn't come close to doing that. Now, if they were standing right below the bucket, could they dunk it? Absolutely. But no, this is I think
3: beyond smoke and fire, asinine's the perfect word. To say that is on Harden's part and I don't know how asinine. I don't know how closely you've been following it, but ever since Giannis won MVP last year, Harden and the Rockets have been so petty and pathetic about the whole Giannis-James Harden debate. You'll see the Rockets cherry-pick stats and analytics and tweet them out of why Harden is better than Giannis. You got Harden saying that Giannis has, is just running and dunking and it doesn't take talent. You know what else doesn't take talent? Acting like a sniper got you from the upper deck of the stadium every time you go up for a jump shot. That doesn't take talent. Or skill or or, or or any technique whatsoever. What's Harden's problem? I mean so Giannis poked fun at him. He's during salty. The He's game. salty because he thinks he should have won an M V P last What's year. What's Houston's
2: sports problem right now?
3: They have a real problem in Houston. The Rockets, I will say this, are
4: not a likable bunch. No. Because West really not. Westbrook's uh Yeah. A surly human being. Harden comes off like that as well. No, I mean I don't know. First of all, it's smoke because it's not true. Second of all, it's a really stupid thing to say, as if as if it's like, well, of
3: course he can do this. He is Giannis. He, no, he's gifted, super gifted. Yeah, that's his. Even Shaq, who didn't do as many things as Giannis can do, that guy was really talented. People think he was just big. Shaq?
4: Oh no, he was. He
3: was so skilled, man. Yes. When you look at his footwork, how good his hands were. I mean. I know he doesn't look nimble compared to a lot of guys out there on the court, but for a guy of his size and weight, Shaq was crazy nimble and athletic. His athletic ability was off the charts. Crazy. Crazy. And Giannis is seven feet and even more athletic and talented than Shaq
4: was. Well, because Giannis can play a game that that makes it look at times like he should be, what, about six foot four or Mm -hmm. so? Like, that's what his game, it's it's different if you're just a big man from the old days, and you post up and get the ball, and you dunk it, okay? Not saying that that does not take gifts or skill, it does. But it's like, of course he can do that, he's a big guy. But when I watched Giannis play, his game went so far beyond the scope of, did he really just do that? And then he'd do
3: something else, and be like, did he do that too? No, he's a great player. It's insane. Great player. It's crazy. We're going to hit a quick break on the other side. Good for him, too. Good for him. Is it that time already? Is it Friday fun time already? It's almost 5 o'clock. It's almost 5 o'clock. That's exactly right. It's almost Friday fun time, but first,
4: Juddly. I want to talk to you about my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Team and their Guaranteed Sale Program, and now you're saying, Judd, tell me more. And I'm going to start off by giving you a website. That's jasonsguarantee.com, jasons, J-A-S-O-N-S, guarantee.com. And now you're really confused because you're saying, well, this all sounds great, Judd, but what's your point? And my point is this. If You're going to be selling your home this uh, spring or summer, I want to tell you what Jason Walgrave and the Walgrave real estate team is going to do for you. They're going to guarantee the sale of your home. I'll say it again slowly. They're going to guarantee the sale of your home. That's exactly right. Guarantee. So people in this town talk about guaranteed offers, right? They're a guaranteed offer on your home. Well, that's great. It's a guaranteed offer, but that's not a sale. All of the stress that goes into moving, all of the decisions that go in, all of the furniture that has to move, all of the things that you have to do when you are finding a new place to live, that is nothing but stress, stress, stress. And part of that stress is selling your old home, and Jason is saying that he's going to guarantee the sale of that home. JasonsGuarantee.com, again, is the place to go. Check it out, JasonsGuarantee.com. I guarantee you'll be glad you did. You can join me, Dan Terhar, Callum
2: Williams, and Kendra D. St. Albin this Sunday night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and the Portland Timbers in the season opener. Pre game at 6 p.m., kickoff at 6.30 p.m. right here on Score North. ScoreNorth.com and the free Score North mobile app.
0: Phil Mackey here. Now, I've been talking about the new lineup of award winning TCL TVs with superior 4K picture quality and Dolby Vision. And now, TCL has new soundbars. The TCL Alto soundbar, simple to set up, and with available wireless subwoofers, TCL creates a truly immersive viewing and listening experience. The TCL Alto soundbars provide precision playback for any TV, and they play music from smartphones and laptops. TCL brings you excellent picture quality, sleek design, and stunning resolution, and now the TCL Alto soundbars deliver superb sound all at an affordable cost. The TCL Roku TV has endless entertainment with easy access to over a half million TV episodes and movies and thousands of streaming channels. I experience TCL daily with the TVs in the Scorner studios. Everything looks great, but sports look especially amazing. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and available at major retailers everywhere. Learn more at tclusa.com. Dumbass, Rami. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. What
3: was that from? I know we usually don't acknowledge those, so open the hour, but where did you pull that from? I don't remember well, that. was from a couple that. weeks ago. I've been saving that one. Because
2: <laughs> you said it the day before you left for, I think, like a weekend vacation or whatever, yeah. and so I'm like, ah, I can't use it now. He's gone. <laughs> I good. I completely forgot about That it.
3: one got me. That caught me <laughs> off guard. Back and Judd with Robbie, hour two here on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. It is a Friday fun day here on score north. Rami and Judd with you from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Jonathan on the other side of the glass. We will wrap with Roycey later this hour at about 5.45. We need questions. We've got a few, but for some reason, we don't have the flood of questions that we usually have for Ask MJR. anything. Get have those you in. the hashtag? Uh, I, I, well, there's the issue. Is there a hashtag? Hashtag AskMJR. Oh. I might have dropped the ball on this, guys. This is why... I, this is why Mackie usually heads up stuff like this. Yeah. You can't leave this in and my. We should have had Jonathan. You can't Dr- leave this I, kind of stuff in my head. I can't
4: do it myself, so I'm Man. not. I'm not right. going to throw any stones. What do you mean you can't do it yourself? <laughs> I don't know what to do, so I can't do it. But, th- but you can do it. No, you know how to use Twitter. You know no, how to type words. No part of part of being successful in life is knowing
3: what you don't do well and just not trying to do it.
4: That
2: is very true.
3: Not Rami Makloff used the hashtag #AskMJR. Asked, did Judd go to the doctor to help his jock itch? That's not me.
4: <laughs> that was our friend Randy, who I'm very curious if he's ever going to call back because he called on Monday, Phil alienated him and he hasn't called so back. So that yet. has not
3: been an issue for you. And yet? Phil hasn't been on on all week. I don't understand why, it's but weird. anyway. Was he suspended? Was Phil suspended for revealing medical confidential medical information of a listener I mean, it and contributing? He like might be breaking a law, but Eric B tweets in, HIPAA. Um, Hip-a. what is the I'm what is the biggest surprise of athletes being a beat writer reporter that you learned coming from someone who has never met an athlete? I don't. I'm not sure I fully understand that question. So, like, what surprise? What? What's the biggest? I learn? What's the most you've been surprised by an athlete? I guess is what he's asking as a reporter. Oh, or a beat writer. Well, that's an easy. I've one. never been either of those things.
4: I've talked about that before, but the and and this is this is all about not assuming because an athlete is. Um, Decent with you or to you or give you good quotes that that is that 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 is a true reflection of that person and the story that I've told is this is a guy I covered for two years in Green Bay and then he signed here as a free agent in 2005 and at the end of that year said Judd it was great to have you around here to see a familiar face and I thought that's really nice Darren Sharper and of course Darren Sharper um, turned out to be a man who got in a lot of trouble and is still incarcerated. Uh, for a rape and but Darren Sharper came off as a great, you know, he was he was a charismatic sort of flamboyant guy. But as far as covering him, he was a great quote. He always seemed to be he was always available, and you got fooled into thinking, man, this guy's a pretty good guy. And that was basically the day I learned that how a, a athlete acts in the locker room or around the media either way too because some guys have been really really big jerks and turned out post playing career not to be jerks um that you shouldn't get fooled by how they treat you
3: as a player in the locker room environment that was the biggest surprise i would take that one step further judd you were a beat reporter and didn't know that darren sharper was up to what he was up to leroy butler who i was working with at the time was friends with Darren Sharper had socialized with Darren Sharper had been out with him yeah. in social situations and he was shocked when that came out never <laughs> saw that side of him never saw any hint or any sign of that guy like he was he was blown away and he said uh, the most shocking part about it was Darren Sharper was like you know how every group of friends has that one dude who just any woman he wanted or any or vice versa a woman could have any man that she wanted like he said Darren Sharper was was that guy they'd walk into a bar or a club or a restaurant and Darren Sharper would leave with anyone anyone that yeah, he wanted sometimes honest, sometimes yeah. multiple yeah like I heard stories about that man and yep. the fact that like there's obviously something wrong there the fact that he went to the almost definitely that he went. but but you just can't get a read
4: on people and in particular, athletes, from how they act in the environment of that room. That was my—and look, I've come across some guys who who were great guys in that environment, and then I got to know them or talk to them after their careers and remain great guys. It's just the assumption that a guy like, oh, Darren Sharpe is a nice guy, a good guy, right? No, that's not true. That, that can be not true. Did Butler ever talk about the— um, the amount of time that, because during my two years of covering the Packers, I got this impression, the amount of time on the Tuesday off day that they they would all spend in Chicago, because nobody stuck around Green Bay. No, I heard that they would go to Milwaukee. Or Milwaukee, okay, Milwaukee or Chicago. But nobody ever, it's like nobody would be like, yeah, Tuesday off day, can't wait to do my laundry in Green Bay. They would all get out of town and go well, especially to Milwaukee
3: or Chicago. My other former co-host who played for the Packers, Gary Ellerson, he played before Leroy in the 80s. It was That was especially the case back then because if you were an African-American in Green Bay, yeah. they didn't have a barber that could cut your hair. They didn't have wow. a restaurant that served the food that you were used to eating and enjoyed. Like A lot of the things culturally that those guys were used to having available to them. Sure. Just weren't available in Green Bay, being no. the small town that it is, being as predominantly white as it is. Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was it, it was hard just being an African American or a minority living in that city and getting the things that you had gotten used to your entire life. So yeah, they would always he said that they had restaurants that they had pegged and picked out in Milwaukee, barbers, clothing stores, everything. Yeah. Like they, they had to go to Milwaukee. C- Green for Bay back
4: things. then must have just been like 1950. Yeah. I mean, it's like, the 90, it's like
3: 1980 there now. <laughs> it's
4: very, very true.
3: I liked it, but yes, it's true. Matt tw- uh, tweets in for Ask MJR and tweet us your questions with the hashtag AskMJR for Ask Mackey and Judd with Rami anything. I'll throw a it out there Sunday. and I'll retweet them for Or you. give us a call at 651 646 8255. Is a good question. What would the major four men's sports be? What of the four major four men's sports would you get rid of if one had to end? This is an easy answer for me. It's probably tougher for you, Judd. I'd get rid of basketball. Over hockey, really? For For me, personally? I mean, For me, it's hockey. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no.
4: Hockey is my favorite sport. Baseball and football are right behind it. Hockey's number one for you. I love hockey. Really? I I grew up with it. It's a great sport. I knew you loved it. I didn't know it was number one, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would, believe me, I wouldn't spend as much time driving myself crazy at the X if I didn't love the sport. Yeah, hockey's my favorite sport. It used to be, it's funny, it used to be a tie between hockey and baseball. But baseball's changed so much now that it's a definite second or third. I've grown to, since I started covering football in 2003, I've grown to love football way more. I used to like it a lot, but I didn't love it, and now it's I it's... It's got everything. It's got the perfect schedule, which of course they're going to screw up because they're going to go to seventeen games from sixteen. Uh, it's got the perfect amount of drama for the most part. The red zone's the greatest single sports creation to sit down and watch. Football is football has become for two thousand twenty to me the absolute perfect sport as far as how it how oh, they it got operates. it down they right. got it
3: down for sure in terms of the way that they and baseball's the gone backwards, in my opinion. It.
4: absolutely and i used to love baseball and i still like it a lot but i'm sorry man
3: when you take when you consistently take as long as baseball does that's tough on me got a tweet from chris a for ask mjr anything keep those tweets coming at skor north at rami is tweeting at j zulged With the hashtag AskMJR or give us a call, 651-646-8255. Chris A. says, do you think the Vikings might have a look at possibly acquiring Trent Williams?
4: I guess my first question is, how is his health? Because he he had uh, cancer and then didn't play last year. I think it was largely because he was upset with the uh, Washington football team. But is that intriguing if you could do it? Absolutely. Left
3: tackle, who's really good when healthy. I wouldn't dismiss it, would you? I don't know what his contract situation is and how much money the Vikings are going to free up. Hold on a second. I'll find his contract. Because he was upset with, with, and he sh- should have been, with the
4: Washington football team because I believe his cancer diagnosis was either botched or it didn't go right. And so then he wasn't going to play for them. I think he believed that he'd be traded. He wasn't, but he is a really good player. I'm just looking up, up and spot track his contract for you right now. Uh, he is signed through... 2020 he's going to be a UFA next March he's going to be 32 this season and sign for 12.5 million with a cap of
3: 14.5 <laughs> we interrupt ask Mjr anything for an ominous Stefan Diggs tweet alert this just seconds ago happy hour at Stefan Diggs happy hour love and light and just like a light gray heart emoji love and light. Okay, that doesn't sound football to me. Light gray heart emoji. That doesn't sound football. We are here at Score North determined to bring you the latest in Stefan Diggs' tweets. (laughs) Eon! Eon! If there's anything more, we'll have it for you right here on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. All right, gentlemen, my
4: pattern is working right now. The happy hour Stefan Diggs tweeting pattern definitely in play. Do you think?
3: It's 612. Makes sense. On the East Coast. And that's why I believe he is. I've been accused of being a narcissist i thinking that the world revolves around me. What? That's an an accusation I've heard. I know. Crazy, right? Let me guess the gal. Um, <laughs> 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 Do you think Stefan Diggs occasionally might turn on the Mackie and Judd with Rami program on Score North? I think he's in D.C. right now, but here's the cool thing. You can listen to us on the Score North app from anywhere, and it's totally free. He sees the rise that he gets out of us. He knows the bit now, and he's just feeding it a little bit. Do you think that's at all possible, Judd? Or is that me just thinking a little too highly of me in this show? I
4: think he gets wind of what is being said, and I'm telling you.
3: Because the timing is happy hour. You're happy right.
4: hour. He starts to tweet, and he puts out. and and
3: It also happens to be the time that we're on the air.
4: Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you have a, a glass of uh, something red or something white, maybe. In hand, and you start to think to yourself, I'm going to toy with them. I mean, it could be us. Who knows? It could be us. But the toying that he's doing, if that is also, I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I don't think it's an accident that we are starting to see a pattern of him putting out what definitely qualify as cryptic, and in this case, to me, you can't interpret the tweet at 6.13 his time.
3: Not Rami Makloff tweets in another question for Ask MJR. Get your questions in with the hashtag Ask MJR at Rami is tweeting at Jay Zulgad at Score North. It says, how often and where do you typically do stand-up? I've watched all your YouTube bits. You can watch those at Rami Comedy on YouTube. And I want to catch you on stage if I could. Right now, nothing booked, nothing scheduled. I actually just took a nice long break from stand-up. I was enjoying my girlfriend's company after we had been mostly apart for like nine or ten months. So I was enjoying her company, and then I had the whole incident where I fainted and concussed myself, and honestly just wasn't right for about 10 days. Just got back at it in the last couple of weeks. The place I most frequently get on stage, Sisyphus Brewery. Uh, they have an open mic every Thursday. I'm there pretty much every week. I get on stage, and I don't know, two out of every three weeks. It's a cut list, blah, blah, blah. Mad Acme every week, but it's hard to get stage time there and various other open mics around town, just look up open mics and you'll catch me out and about Chris and Grand Forks. You're on Mackey and Joe with Rami. What's up?
5: <laughs> okay. So I got a question for you or, well, actually first I'd like to say I'm on Rami's side. You go get your twins. Thank you.
3: On the Thank, you <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Be exactly. bold. Go get it. Be bold. Okay. That's right. Think big and be bold. Yes. Go ahead, Chris. Okay.
1: So here's my question for you.
5: If you had a wish and you're, you had a choice, Between having an entire year's salary in your pocket today, Mm
3: -hmm. that sounds really good,
5: or having the Minnesota team of your choice win a championship. Which would you pick? And if it's the team, which team?
3: Now, this is a year's salary on top of what I'm already making. You're doubling my salary for the year, and I'm getting half of it up front. Absolutely. Give me the money, man. I'm sorry. I'm selfish. (laughs) I'm selfish. I'm really selfish. One of my you. nicknames at my previous stop was The Big Selfish, so I'm going to live mm-hmm. up to that mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. say, give me the money. Give me all that money. My <laughs> wife would be very I upset, bills, Chris, I pay. But, I'm still paying off student loans, man. It's ridiculous. All right? I need that money.
4: My wife would, would be upset by this, Chris, uh, but I will tell you right now, I would sacrifice the money and my championship. As much as I like hockey, it's very, very simple. The Vikings win the Lombardi Trophy.
1: There's my guy.
4: All right. <laughs> I got to do it because here's why. I, I don't want to go to my grave not knowing what this town will be like if they ever won a Super Bowl championship. Right? I just, I think it would be somewhat like the Cubs fans were when, when they finally won their World Series. I just... Any other team that can win a championship, that's cool and that's great,
3: but the Vikings, I think this state would go nuts. Chris,
4: appreciate oh, the call.
1: absolutely. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> even
3: even the teams of which I'm a fan of. Yep. You wouldn't do it? Now, maybe pre-2016, I might have taken you up on that offer. Right. If you, you said you can you have a year's salary up front on top of what you're already making, maybe pre-2016, I would have said, give me a Cubs World Series. I'll take that. I'll take that over the money. But now that I got that in 2016, no. But you got it. Yeah. Okay. But and I'm not saying, well, but, I mean, give me a twins title and I'll, I'll uh, sacrifice your look, salary. Give me I, a wild of wolves. I witnessed the Bears win a title, but I was five years old. All right. So I'm all. I'm just about in the same boat as most Vikings fans. At least Vikings those not my age range, but
4: the Vikings just don't have one. At least the Bears have one. True. Like you've got a. You might not recall it, True. but you've got it. I kind of recall, but the Vikings it. have been to four Super Bowls in the seventies. They lost all four, and they don't have one. And this state is so Vikings crazy, and they've come so close. They've come close to championship games and conference championship games. They've come close, uh, at least by getting to four Super Bowls. I think it would be so interesting to see. I think this town would shut down for
3: about a week. Oh yeah,
4: no, it would and be I've seen two World Series. I've seen the Twins. Because they won the first World Series when I was 17, I believe, and the next one when I was 21. And it was great. And the parades were fantastic. And it was a lot of fun. But yeah, as far as pandemonium goes and the amount of time that that pandemonium would ensue, I think the Vikings is the next level type
3: of thing that you can't, that I can't really articulate what would happen. I would have to see it. Ryan combining bits. We sometimes will do fire extend year to year on a Friday fun day. He's got a fire extend year to year question for us, Judge. I love it. Chipotle, Wendy's, Panera bread. Fire extend year to oh, year. Hold on, hold on. I got I got to jot these down. Easy. What was that face you made? That's easy. Why is that easy? Cause. I know that that's that easy. Hold on, Chipotle. Yeah. Can you hand me a pen? I'm again not prepared yeah, no, to do radio. Hold on a second, Thank man. you.
4: you I don't think it. any so, of them are sponsors on
2: the show so. We so hold, wait,
4: Chipol- Chipotle, Panera, bread. and
3: Wendy's. Yeah, that's easy. Well go ahead then.
2: Smart uh guy. firing Panera. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan. That's really? Okay. I like Panera. It's okay. Um extending Chipotle and then year to year with Wendy's. No, nah, man. Gotta nope. extend Chipotle because my wife is a monster fan of Chipotle. Fire
4: extend year year to year. Okay, Rami. Do you want to go next or
3: yeah, I think I think I'm ready to go? go. Okay, go ahead. I think I'm ready to go. Okay. I've always been a big Wendy's guy. When I the, as soon as I was allowed to leave campus in high school to go for lunch, a little frosty action for it you. was Wendy's. Yeah, frosty and fries. Yes, yes, sir. Fries stuck into the frosty. Yes. So, good. oh man, vanilla though. You don't dip fries into a chocolate frosty. Oh, I do. Now that's weird. No, 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 that's what I do. Why is it weird? I think that's a little weird. Yeah, you can't just change the rules on no, that, no. I just did. You were just missing Anyway, okay. food maker. And also, they were the long, long-time title sponsor of my show in Milwaukee. No, that doesn't feel, matter. I still feel loyalty to They're them. They're no longer around for you. <clears throat> so Wendy's gets extended. Okay. Now, the other two, it comes down to the food that they serve. Which one can I make myself more easily at home? Okay. Panera, I like Panera a lot. But I can make a sandwich at home. I can make soup at home. I, the, everything that they have, I'm not baking fresh bread. That's a huge pain in the ass. But everything that they—that's ha- important. I love fresh bread. Don't, don't underestimate no, my the dad, fresh my bread. My dad makes fresh bread, right. and it's so like, if you haven't had hot fresh bread out of the oven, you just haven't lived. But I just don't have the time or the patience for it. That's actually really true. But just about everything that they have at Panera, short of baking the bread fresh myself, yep, I can pretty easily recreate at home. Much easier. Than most of what I would get from Chipotle. So, extend Wendy's year to year Chipotle. I'm firing Panera. No offense. I like Panera. It's just, yeah. of these three, you're going down. You guys are off base. You guys really? are wrong here. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Panera extended. Whoa. Really?
4: A multitude wow. of options of which you I enjoy them all.
3: A lot of good coffee drinks and, fresh, so,
4: and the sweets. And fresh bread is incredibly important because you know you're right. People, it's Don's a good cook. I don't think I've ever gotten home. And she said, "Guess what I bake today? Fresh bread." Right. Fresh bread's tough. I love a good array of soups,
3: salads. They do have the bakery case too, man. I love looking into a good. And bakery I don't even case. like. And I'm not. And I'm not a huge fan of that, but I get what you're saying. Year to year for me, I might have to reconsider. Jud's Jud's swaying me a little bit here. I might have to reconsider. Year to year for me, Chipotle, very solid, very very solid.
4: But I'm not going to extend them, and then I hate to do it because you know I've been going to Wendy's since I was a kid. You're firing Wendy's? I'm firing them no, because man. because I can get burgers elsewhere. Not, look, I can get fries. elsewhere. You can't get elsewhere. fresh,
3: never frozen burgers. Okay, and you can't get. Hey, but can I wait, get a frosty? Wait, I got to give you the key reason though. There is a, there is a key reason why you can't they're being fired, to help Dave's kids. It's
4: a key reason why I'm fired, little pigtails. There's a reason why I'm firing Wendy's. I love the Frosty, okay? The fries dipped in the Frosty is just great. can't fire
3: Wendy's. I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. Mm. Can't do it. That presents a problem. Can't when you I, take
4: a pill for that, though? I'm not taking any pills.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not taking a pill so I can eat something that's going to make me fatter. If I was lactose intolerant, there's no way I'm just not eating ice cream or milkshakes or Frosty. I can't. Give me the pill. And my problem is... If I get a Frosty, I want a big one.
4: Yeah. I want a big go Frosty. Go big or go home. Yeah, so I can't do that. So I'm partially firing Wendy's because of my
3: you own about, personal issues with lactose. You talked about dipping fries in the Frosty. About two years ago, Frosty's started selling warm cookies. What? Warm cookies. At Wendy's? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. And I would use the cookie kay. as a spoon to eat my Frosty. Wow. Now, you want to talk about fat guy tricks. That's bad for you. Uh, terrible. Okay, but and delicious Panera, though, healthier alternatives, too. I think you might have swayed me healthier to fire... Healthier alternatives to not See, be as fat. Wendy's gets extended no matter what, but I think you might have persuaded me to fire fire Chipotle and, and put Panera not on a to mention the year year contract. Not to mention the fact,
4: the doctor was nice today, but she told me, you got to lose weight. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she told me, you got to lose weight. You know what I had... Eight years back. What's that? The greatest thing that a guy can have. I had a fat doctor. <laughs> and you know what a fat doctor is not going to tell a fat guy? Dude, you're too fat. <laughs> That's not what you want. You don't want yes men. You want someone who will be honest but we with looked you at tell each you other. what you need to do. We
3: looked at each other. No, I don't want that. And we knew that we were both in the hefty club. I don't want that. If I need to lose my, weight, my I want doctor my doctor today, to tell me I need to lose weight. Nice
4: gal. Nice, nice, nice person, but in incredibly good shape. She could look at me and be like, Yeah, you
3: got to lose some weight. You're okay with the female doctor? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. That just doesn't bother me Jonathan, bit. would you be okay with that? I don't know that I'm okay with that. Female doctor? Yeah. I have no problem. Not because they're. not. Again, let me just be clear yeah, here. Yeah, no, they're good. Yeah, no, I'm not. because I, I get I'm a misogynist saying. or I don't right. think they can be doctors. No, my... I'm just saying the whole, you know. Doesn't bother me a bit. Being naked and checking all the parts. Nah, it's a. It's a uh, yeah. Can I throw. It's not one that's. We've got a few more, and I'll get to them in just a second. Ask MJR questions that have come in. Yes. But. Can I throw can I throw a fire extend year to year at you? I th- I thought of this today on Score North Live weekdays noon to 2. Go and listen to it on the totally free Score North app. Cuz I I I think the scouting combine I think any draft yep and the Olympics are the three most overhyped events in oh, the sports world today. I'm firing give me a fire extend year to year every Olympics, time
4: scouting every combine. time I'm firing the Olympic Games. Thank you. I hate the Olympics. Thank I love you. sports. I hate them. All right. They're 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 not even designed to be a sport now. All they're right. designed... Um, and plus well, I see that breakdancing is going to be an Olympic sport? Probably. You can't. Don't. Probably. All right. You know, everything now is an Olympic sport. I'm firing the Olympics. I'm going... I'm sorry. It was combine. And what else? What was the other?
3: Drafts. Any draft. NBA, NFL draft.
4: I'm extending the draft, and I'll explain why, because at least you do build your team off of that so that there is... Now, do, do I sit there, hardcore National Football League draft, and watch three rounds? Absolutely not. But I at, least get, I at least get the fact that that has a means to an end. And then I'm going to go year-to-year with Combine, not because I like the Combine, but I can't tell you how quickly... If I could kill the Olympic Games tomorrow, I would. I hate the Olympics. I agree. I've grown to hate them. I'm with you. They're run by corrupt people. They are a bunch of sports that, for the most part, we don't care about. They, to what you just said, incorporate sports that aren't sports. What's the upside to them?
3: It's just pointless. I
4: would fire the combine if you had given me an alternative to the Olympics that I actually liked.
3: Keep those questions coming. We'll answer a few more. Ask MJR anything Ooh. with the hashtag AskMJR, at Score North at Rami is tweeting, at Jay Zulgad. And like I said, you can also give us a call at 651-646-8255, and we will squeeze a few more in before we wrap with Royce next segment. Before we do any of that, though, Judley. Hey, it's Judd here. I want to talk to you about
4: my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Team and their Guaranteed Sale Program. And again, what I want to talk to you about is if you're going to be selling your home this spring or summer and the stress that goes into the move, right? You're looking for a new home. You've got to sell stuff off. You've got to get stuff moved. There's a ton of stress that goes into it. There's decisions to be made. There's conversations to be had. And so you're thinking to yourself, well, with all this, how am I going to sell my home, and is this going to be difficult, and how am I going to find somebody, or how many bids am I going to get on my home? And, you know, there's people in this town who will talk to you about guaranteed offers, right? Guar- I guarantee an offer on your home, and, well, that sounds all well and good, and Jason Walgrave and his team say that's fine, but then they come along, and Jason says, um, forget the guaranteed offer. I'm going to give you a guaranteed sale. That's right, a guaranteed sale of your home. In other words, all the stress that we've been talking about now It's basically off because you have a guaranteed sale of your home, and that's through uh, Jason Walgrave and the Walgrave Real Estate Team. You do that by going to jasonsguarantee.com. So if you're going to be selling your home this spring or summer, I want you to check that out right now. Jason's, J-A-S-O-N-S, guarantee.com. Do it today. Jonathan here with
2: the Score North update. We'll use this update as we head into the weekend to remind you of a podcast we have. It's a new one. It's a brand-new golf show. Ten thousand swings with Brad Cole and David Brandsted, two golf geeks breaking down the latest in golf culture around Minnesota and the latest stories on the PGA Tour. Find Ten Thousand Swings at seven PM every Monday night here on Score North on AM fifteen hundred or on demand on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North mobile app. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami, where we have some
5: reckless
3: speculation. Yeah, you said Collar wants to recklessly speculate with yeah, something. He called with in us for it it. About something. And we have no idea what this is. We were guessing during the break, but now we'll find out. You can catch this guy weekdays, 2 to 4, Purple Daily, right here on Score North and his thoughts on the Vikings at scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Matthew Collar, what would you like to recklessly speculate with us about this afternoon, sir?
1: I want to know what your guess was.
3: On... I I thought it would
1: be the Boston
3: Boston Red Sox and what punishment Rob Manfred is or isn't going to hand down on a Friday news dump. I think that you... Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay. It's got to be football. I think it's football. football. You know what? I was misguided in thinking it was anything but football. My apologies. I
4: think that since you got off the air at 4 o'clock, you have seen or heard an indication of the direction that Tom Brady is leaning. (laughs) Ha,
1: ha. No, not quite. This one actually could apply to the Vikings. So a reporter in D.C. named Julie Donaldson reports that sources are telling her that Trent Williams is done in Washington, D.C., and he's looking for a long-term deal somewhere else that they don't want to give him, and if talks stay this way, that a trade may be coming. And if you're the Vikings, that's got to be eyeball emojis, right? I mean, if this team really thinks it's going to win in 2020, they have to improve the offensive line. Trent Williams is one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time who's just had a year off of playing football, meaning that he's going to be in tip-top shape when he returns. He's 32 years old and has one year left on his contract. which yeah. carries a $14 million hit, but they could lower that cap hit with a contract extension and release Riley Reef and cover about half of that. But it probably will cost a lot.
4: I, that's, I was going to say, you can't get on here and speculate about that. If if you want to cross the reckless threshold, Collar, tell us what it's going to cost.
1: Well, I think you're at least talking about a first-round pick and maybe more. Now, I know that the natural thing would be to talk about Stephon Diggs here, but I think that Washington would be overplaying its hand to be looking for a, a star-wide receiver and a first-round pick. But if you were talking about maybe a first-round pick and a third-round pick or something that was conditional to add on to it, you know, maybe. I mean, it's not impossible. They're going to get a lot of phone calls, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I mean, if you're the Vikings, you've got to be willing to go all in, right? I mean, we talked about yeah. this with Jalen Ramsey, that it made sense last year to go all in with Jalen Ramsey. And if they had done that, would we feel terrible about it now? I mean, maybe you get one more win. I don't know. Um, but we'd probably feel like, well, why not go all-in when you have your team at its best? They desperately need to improve the offensive line. Drafting a guy uh, might work or it might not work, as we've seen left tackles, even when they do have a good rookie year, don't always turn out to be great players. <clears throat> Matt Khalil. So, you know, I don't think it's crazy. 32 years old is pretty old, but we've seen elite tackles like Jason Peters and Andrew Whitworth play deep into their thirties and still be really good. What have you restructured
4: and got reef to come down and moved him to left guard and Williams is your left tackle Bradbury who would be going into his second year. So you would expect improvement there at center. How about a left side of the line of Williams, a restructured contract for reef?
1: I mean, I think you're talking about a top 10 line in the NFL if that happens, because Trent Williams is one of the five best tackles of the last 20 years. And even if he's only 85% of what he was five years ago, that's still one of the five or six best players at the position in the NFL. Brian O'Neill is an emerging player who took a big step forward last year. I I consider him now to be a good player with the potential still to be a great player. And Garrett Bradbury, I wouldn't give up on. The the offseason in between your first and second year is huge those guys he should put on some weight some strength and i would expect that at worst he's somewhere in the average range as opposed to the very poor range as he was before and then i actually like the idea of reef at guard because he's kind of a mauler so he's really strong and he's much more talented than someone like mike remmers who struggled greatly at being a guard when they moved him over i think that reef could actually make that transition so you'd be talking about vastly improved pass protection, much more belief that Kirk Cousins will be protected when you go up against Khalil Mack or Zadarius Smith if you were able to get Trent Williams. It just depends on how much that first-round pick means to you because you know, if they're planning a couple of years out and they want to draft the left tackle and develop them, um, then, you know, of course, you're going to say, no, you don't want to do something like this. But uh, you don't run across too many opportunities to potentially get someone who's one of these still elite players in the NFL. So if you think 2020 is your year, it's worth making that phone call.
5: Reckless speculation.
3: Did Love she it. give any timetable in her report of when uh, something might happen with Trent Williams and the and the Redskins might pull the trigger? I would imagine that this is something that will probably linger until the draft. If anything happens, it will probably happen on draft day or closer to that, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And, and if you're the Vikings, you've got time because – I don't think they're going to get one of the top guards. Um, it's just like last year where there's going to be huge bidding wars anytime a good offensive lineman comes on the market. And that is the problem that they face. But, you know, a late first round pick is exactly when you want to trade for a player. Because if you're a team that is drafting, let's say 12th, well, you probably need that guy. Uh, and you're probably not a contender right away if you're drafting top 10 and up or anything in that range. So there's only a handful of teams. Who are, you know, not viewing that first-round pick as an instant impact player, and, and the Vikings would probably be it. So, yeah, draft time is probably when we're talking about that. I don't remember when other players like Dwayne Brown or Laramie Tunzel exactly when they were traded. Um, it, it could come at any time, but if if they've had talks there and Washington is out on signing him to a long-term contract extension because they're doing a full rebuild, then I say the Vikings should be on the phone today.
3: Can I assume you'll be writing about this for scorenorth.com and the scorenorth app, Matthew Collar?
1: Well, I'm writing about the tackles in the draft because a dude who weighs 320 pounds ran a 485, which is usually like what tight ends run. So uh, I am writing about the tackle class, and that will be part of it as another potential option.
3: Love it. There's Thanks, Collar. Matthew Collar, you can read all about that at scorenorth.com and the scorenorth app. And of course, Purple Daily. Weekdays at 2 right here on Score North. Thanks, Collar. Reckless as one can Thanks get, guys. Matthew. Reckless as one
4: can get. Great stuff. Well Thank done, you, Judge.
1: Great compliment.
4: Matthew. <laughs> There's Matthew Collar. I mean, <laughs> I mean it
1: with all my heart. I that mean it with all my heart. I mean, it's a Friday.
4: That you, is a great you, compliment.
3: You could have easily
4: gone home. He could have easily gone home and been like, you know, I'm, I'm done for the day. I've been at the Combine all oh, week. Oh, no. Mm-mm. And instead he calls the show to recklessly speculate.
3: Judd, real quick, before uh, we get to Patrick Royce, actually, he can probably help in answering this question for Ask MJR Anything. Simply, uh, where is the best place? Where do you tip, or excuse me, you saw it a second ago, Judd. Sorry, Pat, give me a second while I get myself together. Yeah, where can you get the best ribeye steak in the Twin Cities? Pat Royce?
5: Well, ribeye. Yeah,
3: he said specifically a ribeye.
5: Uh, well, you know, I'm a big Murray's guy, but I don't think ribeye is their specialty. I would say Ruth's Chris ribeye, if it's made anywhere like the real ribeye, is uh, pretty fantastic. Ruth's Chris would be my recommendation.
3: All right. There it is, from Patrick Royce himself.
4: What's going on, sir?
5: the, uh, The original place in New Orleans where... They have armed guards outside to keep you from getting shot, but it's uh, fantastic. Uh, that that the ribeye is like their specialty, so uh, that's uh, and uh, and I'm sure they're trying to duplicate that here. I haven't been there for a while, but uh, it's, a, it's a very good steakhouse. So that that would be my recommendation. What's going on? Yeah, what's up? Uh well, a little coolish down here in the uh fort for about two, three days now. So something's going on here and then it's gonna get nice again, uh, I think come Sunday. But uh today uh I had one of those lucky days, uh, Judd. I ran an Alex Kirilov column and at one o'clock I finished it and at three o'clock you know a home run. So that was good. So. Just in- inserted paragraph? <laughs> yeah, just a, just a sentence it makes it <laughs> It makes it look like you did it after the game instead of instead of two days earlier. You know
4: that is it, it truly like in your words, it, God it, providing, Patrick. That is yeah, God it was, providing.
5: Looks like you were right on it. Yep, hit a, a home run, and I think I Rice, he hauled his fat ass down the steps and talked to him as he was rounding the base. <laughs> like, but uh, it didn't exactly work that way. But uh, anyway, beyond that, I think. Uh, now, we're, we're, tomorrow, we get to March here in a couple of days, and it will be interesting. As optimistic as everyone is about this lineup, and for good reason, saw Kepler for the first time today, haven't seen Mullen Gonzalez yet because he had a knee surgery, haven't seen Buxton, and uh, he's been telling people he's not getting on the field till he's 100%. And uh that could be in the middle of the March. And uh, I haven't seen Polanco yet. He's still, he, he's, you know, he had the ankle problem, and they want to make sure he's 100%. So there's no hurry. But about 10 days from now, and when there's two weeks left to go down here, because it's moving fast now. It's March 23rd is the last game. This isn't like yep. you always used to say, well, we got March. Well, now you got three weeks of March. uh You'd like to see by about March 10th the lineup, wouldn't you? You'd like to see yeah. five innings of these guys four or five times a week, and uh, right now we haven't seen it yet. So it's uh, and you'd like to see Polanco throwing those sinker balls over to Sandoval at first, and see if Miguel could catch them, and uh, see if uh, uh, Polanco, his old pal, could get a little more loft on him and maybe not make him uh, uh, scoop as much. So uh, you'd like to see the, the teams start to uh, play here in about a week, anyway. You want to see the team pretty soon. We haven't seen the team yet.
3: Who do you like for the twenty sixth man twenty six roster spot, Pat?
5: Well, everybody loves that deal, but I don't think he can make it. Cause, mm. uh, you know, if now let's maybe Marwin's not going to be. You know, maybe Marwin will not start the season. I don't know. There's a possibility of of him not being ready. But certainly the fact that he's coming off this knee situation, he can't be your fourth outfielder. So they're going to have to keep a fourth outfielder, and I think that knocks the out because they've already basically Wes Johnson has already convinced them because the schedule is not doesn't have a lot of off days earlier that they're going to open with thirteen pitchers. So uh, you know Ascioli is swinging the bat. Uh looks you know, looks looks like the same guy and they they really like him as a as a bat, but I don't think they can keep him. I think they need a defensive outfielder and uh and that'll probably be Jake Cave, I would guess. I'm, and that that, sorry, Pat. that would mean somebody'll somebody'll probably come and you know, make it they'll probably make a minor trade for Astadio and let him I don't think they'll I don't think they'll <laughs> keep him from going to the big leagues you know i i think if they can't put him on the roster they'll move him and give him a chance to play someplace so you know be the be the backup catcher or something someplace
3: rami's going to be very upset if austin is you know, traded I don't, I don't like what i'm hearing pat i don't like what i'm hearing at all
5: well i know i honest to god they, they want to keep him but they you know you, you can't you you can't start the season with Marwin Gonzalez is your only extra outfielder, is is what I'm saying. With, the, with the right, team. so then, then they need a then they need a real outfielder. You know that you know what they should have done. They should have spent four point two five million dollars and got Kevin Pollard as their fourth outfielder. You know what? Then, You're then right. Then they then they wouldn't have had to worry if Buxton was a hundred percent ready to go because this guy's he's not as good as Buxton in center field, but he's next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's next. As far as center fielder, but he ended up going to Boston, so uh, uh, that's uh, you know that that ship has sailed. But they, I would like to see it, it you know, because Jake Cave is your fourth outfielder, not because he's a great outfielder, but he can run a little bit, and uh, you know, he can he'll be better. He, he, hopefully, they can play him there and keep Kepler in right field. But I, I, I think they'd love to figure out a way to keep Acadío, but I, I, I don't see it happening.
1: So, Pat, do you think that Buxton's
4: going to deem himself healthy enough to play by opening day, or are we talking about beyond that?
5: Oh, I don't know. I I think he'll play by March fifteenth, but
4: uh, all right. I don't.
5: I, I still don't think that the relationship between him and the team is that great. Uh, I, I mean, that's just pure speculation. I haven't heard anything from that, but uh, I know we don't like to do that on this station. We don't like to just throw no, not at all. Well. No, Speckless speculation. Never, never. I don't think he's, uh, I think there's still, you know, he hasn't gotten paid yet for a good reason for the camp team, but uh, I think there's still a little uh, bitterness from when they, you know, how he feels they treated him when they uh, didn't call him up two years ago for September, and uh, I, I, I think he's still not the happiest camper here in, in, in an otherwise happy camp. So, I, but, but he's certainly serving himself no purpose if he takes extra time to get back on the field, right? I mean, he, does anybody need a hundred and thirty-five game season more than this guy to get rich? I mean, it's, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't play, he's going to be unhappy again next spring because he still won't get paid, right?
3: Yeah, probably. Pat, you mentioned yeah. Kirloff at the start there and, and him hitting a home run earlier today. I know there isn't really a spot for him on the Major League Club, but does he look big league ready to you?
5: I don't think I've seen it. You know, last year he was all the rage in spring training here. He was 21 years old, and, uh, you know, look out. He'll be up before the end of the year. And then he had sprained his wrist at the end of uh, spring training for, with the with the minor league team, didn't play for the first month of the year, Sprained his wrist again in June and missed 12 days, and his numbers were pull pretty mediocre. Although he did close his season by hitting four home runs in four straight playoff games, and uh, he, he looks like he's had a good winter. He'll uh, he'll be in the lineup next year. I don't know who will be gone, but he will be in the lineup next year, and we probably will see him at least late in the season depending on what happens. But uh, if he doesn't get traded in some blockbuster for a pitcher in on July thirty first or whatever the deadline is now, I don't know if they chase it or not, they're talking about it. Uh then then he'll be in the lineup next year. He has got the he has got the big league swing, there's no doubt about it. But the other thing is this Larnock is right with him right now. They love that guy too. So you know, they got outfielders, that's for sure.
4: Hey Pat. So is is Kepler's thing that he uh, sat out till today? With is this the same uh, deal that bothered him and why they held him out to the
1: playoffs last year?
5: No, they was different. Was uh, I don't know. It's uh, he had the back thing. They were calling it a back, but it was kind of
4: a upper shoulder, right?
5: Under under. It was the. It was basically an armpit injury, according to Rocco. He didn't call it that, but when he showed us where the Soreness was he showed us under his arm, and uh but it's all the same area, you know. So they're, they're they were just they're they're being extra cautious with him. I think he's he's going to be fine. What what they will do is probably uh you know monitor that back a lot more during the season, you know. And they, I would see maybe throw him a day off here and there that he didn't really get last year. He played every day there for a long time, and that's another reason to keep him out of center field, though, because he's a very good right fielder and a very mediocre center fielder, in my opinion. So.
3: Thank you, Pat. We'll talk to you on Monday, sir. See All you.
1: right, gentlemen, go get him.
3: Have a see. good weekend. Wrapping with Royce here on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Real quick, before we wrap this up, Judd, did you see the punter Oh yeah, was, at the oh. at the combine yesterday, Michael Turk? More important. He threw up 225 25 More times. Rick Spielman right now, no question he drafts that guy.
4: You think so? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Punter (laughs) slash safety, there's no doubt in my mind.
3: (laughs) Does he get to punch the football? Like, what is even the point of a punter doing the bench press at the scouting company? Does it matter if a punter can bench press? Shouldn't a punter leg press? Yes, or squat something. You guys don't get it. It's very impressive. Love the best press. <laughs> Oh no, I'm I'm thoroughly Love impressed by this guy. Press. You know, today <laughs> something I couldn't do. Today on Score North Live, we were talking about trying, and we've been trying to put together a Score North Live combine of everybody here on the yeah, staff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm and fine with not doing that. We're obviously I'm not doing the weightlifting. We're obviously not doing two twenty five. Nobody's putting up two twenty-five on the bench press. With you basically saying just the bar. Well, I said, I said, (laughs) I said, we got to start. We got to start just to give everybody a chance. We got to start like at the base, at the bottom. Which, no offense to the kid, but Declan is probably the lightest, slightest built person of anybody on staff. So I was like, Declan, what would you be comfortable with on the bar Mm -hmm. if we were to do this? And he said, the bar, like just the bar. Yeah, forty-five pounds. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe we could throw. And a, I'm going to the bar. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe we could throw a 25 on either side. We're only really talking about 95 you pounds. You know what? Let's forget the combine. No,
4: and I do a do day at CHS
3: so field. Let's yes. do both. Now I've
2: got Ross on it, by the way. Do you? He said it's a great idea. It's a fabulous so he's idea. he's gonna take it to him.
3: It's one of the greatest ideas I've heard. As long as I'm on the grounds, Kurt.
2: as Yeah, no, that's the Okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. Right. And cool. Judd's Batman.
3: And
0: Declan and Derek are ball boys. I don't know know what Mackie or Kyler are doing, but we haven't mostly figured out. out. We'll be back Monday. Hey, guys. It's Mackie here for Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Cannot tell you guys enough about the brand-new 2019 RAV4 XLE that I've been driving all summer long. The RAV4, there's a reason why it's one of the most popular vehicles in the country right now. It's the best combination of the spaciousness of an SUV and the handling of a Camry or a Corolla. Durable, powerful, safety features galore, technology galore. It's actually the first car I've had with Apple CarPlay built into the uh the front deck and I just love the fact that I can tap on the Score North app whenever I want to. Now, well, I know I'm biased. Um I also love the fact that I get lane assist and with cruise control My car senses how far the other cars are in front of me, so I don't have to slam on the brakes. It does that for me. It's amazing. LutherBrookdaleToyota.com or just stop in. Open until 9 o'clock tonight on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard.